morning, good evening, good night, wherever or whoever you may be. I'm Alan Arante, and this is The Recluse Podcast. Today's guest is Barry Rose. Barry Rose is an actor, a singer-songwriter, a producer, a creator, and a truly interesting person. Some of Barry's notable work include a string of music videos, a record from 2016 called Dreams Come True and Love is Real, and Barry is also the host of the podcast The Queer Empath. Barry's videos can be found on YouTube. The record can be found on major music platforms. So without further delay, this is a portrait of Barry Rose. Who the hell are you? How the hell are you? Uh, who am I? I'm a human that is existing and trying to be my best every day and keep myself happy. That answers the second question. I'm, I'm great. I'm a lot of things at once, but I'm great. <laughs> I just How watched you? your, you know, oh, thank you for asking. So many people don't ask back. Uh, I'm actually, I'm well, I feel very good today. It's, it's nice and warm out. Uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm talking to uh, a fellow creative person. Uh, it's the ideal day. So I just uh, watched your new music video, the one you always call. Uh, what's the concept of that video? How would you describe it? So it's a couple things simultaneously. First off, thank you for watching it. Uh, it is a narrative where... It basically tells this story of me finding someone, my dream girl on a dating app. But simultaneously, there's the, a bunch of dancers who are my friends that are doing this choreographed dance together. That dance, um, I get the feeling, is, is there some history to that dance or was that new for this video? It's new for the video. Oh, no kidding. Because in the video, there's like a there's like a screen or a frame where it's like a, you know, like a DM or something saying, oh, your dance inspired me or your video inspired me. And uh, so the narrative, it seems like a part of the narrative of the video is that there's this dance that people are doing that you sort of created. Um, did you create that dance? Oh, yeah. So this. The story is I'm I'm talking to this girl on te I'm texting her on my giant phone that I made for the video, <laughs> which and, I love. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, and so she inspires the creation of the dance, uh, but I didn't. I so I had my friend that's a chore choreographer make the dance, and then she sent it to me, and then I had some adjustments, and then we just finalized it but yeah my friend Ashley made it I thought uh the dance was like really cute uh the, pe the 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 people in it who are doing it are just enjoying themselves and I just had this genuine feeling of joy just to watch it so I, I thought that was a great choice that's so great because when I when she was making the dance I told her that I want it to evoke joy that that's absolutely what it did, and uh, I watched it maybe three times. I had to show my wife, um, so so thank you, thank you for for that video. That's so cool. Yeah, I I thought that it would be nice to have some sort of, you know, like a positive, uplifting little uh, video in this time to you know just bring a smile to someone's face. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to shoot that video? Um, well, it kind of, let's see, maybe a week and a half or two weeks, but it wasn't like we were continuously shooting at all, like five or 10 hours a day or something. It was, it was kind of made like we would do one scene a day or something. I just filmed it with my brother. So, mm. and luckily we live, we live together. And so it's really convenient, like collaborating, but, um, <sighs> Yeah, so it was this, but I was also creating the props while we were shooting. So it was kind of like 
oh, we can't shoot this scene till tomorrow because I'm not going to be able to finish this prop. The props, I found I found them so funny, so cute. Like the big iPad or the big phone, like the pink thing, is it's so funny to me. Um, I love the uh, pictures. Like, you know, you're looking at like a fake like dating app and there's like pictures of people, like cartoon pictures. Um, I thought it was a very funny aesthetic, like in a good way, not like, you know, in a ridicule way where I say funny, but where like it actually made me laugh and it's cute. Um, were you coming up with a lot of those aesthetics and ideas on the spot or was it sort of a vision that you had in the beginning? Oh, well, prior to, um, starting the video, I had written out a treatment, which I always do for stuff I want to film. Like basically I have kind of a visual aesthetic or a guideline of how, um, I want certain things to be like the phone. Everything was kind of written into this story. But then at the same time, once we started, there was a certain things that we took out of the treatment and th certain things that we added. And like my brother had a couple ideas that weren't originally in there. So, so yeah, it kind of changed and then morphed into its own thing, which is nice because it's cool to leave room for inspiration when you're actually doing it. Mm, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I love that kind of flexibility. It reminds me of, uh, I saw this video about, have you seen the Joker, the new Joker? Actually, no. Um, I, I saw it and, and I actually really liked it, but I saw this video afterwards where Joaquin Phoenix and the director were they're talking about this scene they shot and they're one they're they're asking each other questions like oh what's the motivation behind the character's behavior at this time and they threw ideas like that were in the script right out the window and built some of these scenes on set like you know for this million dollar you know millions of dollar budget uh film so i think that flexibility is uh, so important and sometimes i would even say some of the magic comes from those moments Totally. That's so true. Because inspiration is magic. You know, like when something transpires that was not planned and it just sort of works. It's, mm. yeah, I feel like that makes it. And I don't know if this is spoiling anything for your video, but how would you describe the last thing that happens in this video, the one you always call? The last thing is that I... I meet the person, but, um, but we don't see who the, who they are. <laughs> we don't <laughs> see them, but, but it's meeting them in real life. Oh, I see. Yeah. It, I thought it was a really funny turn. There's, there's two turns that I can think of from your video that made me kind of laugh. The first one is, uh, when you're eating, you're having dinner and then it kind of zooms out a little bit and it turns out you're actually not with the person, but with, uh, I'm not sure what it is actually. You're with who? Who? What is it? Like a computer? Yeah, it's a computer. I, I thought that was really funny and a good idea. And then at the end, I had this feeling that like I'm the person you were talking to. You know, the viewer, because oh. you look into you look into the camera, and and it's sort of the perspective of the viewer. So I was curious what your uh, thoughts were on the ending. Is, is it sort of ambiguous to you? Whoa, that's. So neat that you would think that. I mean, I mean, that was unintentional, but, you know, I guess when you watch something, it's, it's kind of how your interpretation is right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad you felt that, but, but yeah, the way I was thinking about it was just that I'm, I meet, I meet her in real life, but I'm not going to show you this <laughs> person. Yeah, I, I thought that was a great idea. Um, I also, so just to, to uh, switch gears a bit, I also um, listened to your record, Dreams Come True and Love is Real. Uh, and it's really good. I, I, I've i seen some of your posts over the years, um, you know, have never met you. So it was it was really fun to sort of dive into your catalog. And the record was really good. How long did it take you to write that record? Not record, but to write it? Well... I don't remember. It's kind of like I released that 
album in like 2015 or 2016. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that I was writing it while we were recording. I mean, I mean, I had a bunch of songs written already. It's hard to say because I honestly don't remember. Uh, I mean, I had been writing for a long time. So I think some of them were really fresh while I was recording mm. other songs on the album, or some of them were kind of demos that I had made maybe the year before. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, or that, that album, uh, was that, is that your first full length? Uh, it kind of depends how you quantify first. I mean, I mean, I had a band before that called Tessellations and oh, okay. we made we made an album and that was I mean I I, I was co-writing with um other someone else in the band but so I think that would be my first full length but this is my first like solo full length so yeah yeah it yeah it's um really good I I'm not I don't generally listen to pop or like the style of music that you uh, create I mean, I, I love all music. I just don't spend that much time listening to that genre. But I was uh, pleasantly surprised at how good it was. It's it's produced really well. There's a lot of arrangement going on. Like there's a lot of instruments and a lot of really cool tones. I was curious about your, I mean, clearly you're knowledgeable about music just based off um, the music itself. Do you have any formal education in terms of your, your music I went to a little bit of music school, but at, at that time I was very uh, not focused on school. I mean, I feel like my mind now is a lot clearer than it was when I first started. So I did get some formal education. I took theory one and then I retook it probably twice. <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever passed. I would not say that's my strong suit <laughs> but i do know a little like a little bit of theory yeah but i think most of my education has been just youtube videos and um just teaching myself things and learning little things from people yeah i uh that's funny you say that i also um i went to community college and i ended up studying something else other than music but I took a, a theory class, failed it the first time, and then retook it uh, and aced it the second time. And then I tried the next theory, like theory two. And I could, I just, I tried to take, I took it twice. I failed both times. Um, so I didn't go that far in music, um, my musical education, but I got a lot out of that theory class, you know, chords and scales and just, just basic concepts that really um, shaped like my perception of music you know just though just learning the alphabet of music really helped me a lot so what's your main instrument or or are you a songwriter um you know on my negative days i would say no if, if but I, I i am if if on a day where i'm feeling positive and confident about myself i would say yes i've written i've written songs and i love making music um am i a good songwriter i don't know that that's for maybe somebody else to answer but um, yeah, I guess, yeah, why, why should I be ashamed to say it? I, I am a songwriter and I am a musician. Yeah, I, do, I just mean like someone who writes songs is a songwriter. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, but my, I, I don't know what you mean, just claiming a title. You, I think you have to have a certain amount of confidence, but I'm sure you're better than you. You're probably humble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, it, there's like this fear as soon as you say you're something, oh, okay, prove it. Show me. Let's see what you did. You know, it's like, oh, like I'd rather just sit in the shadows than if, you know, I'm going to be like critiqued or something, you know? Um, so uh, thank you for being gentle about that. My, you asked what my main instrument is. I learned on guitar, but I've really been focusing on keyboard um, the past few years. Is your main instrument guitar? I guess so. I mean, I, I used to play a lot of guitar and now I'm thinking I want to start playing guitar again. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I play guitar, but and but I've been writing mostly by making beats for a while. 
but I wouldn't, I don't think like beats are my main instrument. <laughs> so maybe um, my main instrument's voice, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I almost said that too. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're, you have a great voice. Like you have a really great sense of melody. I noticed that in your, um, that record, which is a, a couple years old, but it, it's so good. Um, I really love the chord progressions that you use. So, you know, you said that your formal education, oh, you. you know, you said it wasn't like that, you know, it's not like you got a bachelor's in music or something, but uh, clearly you have some intuition at least, you know, with the chord changes and the arranging. Um, so yeah, yeah. Just oh. I, kudos to you again. I, I just want to say, make that known. I was just very um, inspired, frankly. I just wanted to start writing music after I listened to it. Ooh, that's the best. Um, I, I mean, I, I started playing piano when I was maybe five, five to 10, I played piano. And, and so I, I write, I've written a lot of songs on piano and, and guitar, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of the same thing as, as you were saying before to say, I'm a guitarist or a, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I write songs on the instrument, but I don't do crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not a guitar. I love to play guitar, but I don't know that I could be a guitarist in a band. Like I feel like I can write a lot of stuff on guitar, but I feel like I, I kind of just want to write it and then have like somebody else play it for me. You know, okay. You know, have a buddy be the guitarist um, and just play what I write. Um, because I'm just not that consistent. You know, I, I like screw up all the time when I'm playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. And, and for a long time I thought, oh, I could do it. I just have to practice that a lot and a lot, but it's kind of, I feel like there's, there's so many things that you could do if you just focus on it and develop it for a long time. But it's a matter of, do you want to do that? Or is it fine just having someone else play it? Mm. I mean, yeah, I think it's, yeah, fine. it's fine to let, let someone shine in their own, their own instrument of choice or yeah, role of yeah. choice. So, and you know, you've, you've created so much content, um, you know, just like the videos you do, your music videos, first of all, that, I mean, you have, I think I saw at least 12 that are, you know, productions. I mean, they're not just like a, you know, a, a, an iPhone video. It's um, a lot of arranging and stuff. Do you wait for inspiration for all your, your, all your creative endeavors? Do you wait for inspiration to strike or are you just constantly hitting it? Well, I'm constantly creating something. So I I really think that creativity is an endless uh, an endless thing. I mean, th there's no there's no boundary of how much you can create, and I feel like I'm just starting. So I've uh, yeah yeah. So oh oh the the question was about inspiration. I mean. I feel like you create your own inspiration by just creating all the time. And 90% of what I create is not so great. And I've really, which is fine. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like it's fine to not make incredible things all the time, but then once in a while making that brilliant thing. I just yeah. think creativity is a muscle. You just got to keep doing it. Do you consider what people are going to say or think about the stuff you do? Or is that just totally out of the equation? Uh, well, there are certain people whose opinions I value, which is this, this is something kind of recent. I mean, I don't think it used to be the case. But right now, I feel like there's probably three people or five people whose opinion I really want of something because I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I mean, I, I need outside perspective sometime, but as far as the general public, I don't, I don't care what people think, but then at the same time, if I get, if I get feedback from someone whose opinion I, I trust or value, then I take it and apply it for the most part. 
unless I'm really stubborn about it. And I'm like, no, actually just want to do this. Yeah. You know, I, I sort of, I, I haven't done as much, you know, you have a lot of, you have a big body of work from what I can tell. And I, so I, I haven't done that much stuff, but I know exactly what you mean when you say that, you know, you, you really care about what, you know, four or five particular people say or think, and you know, the, the rest is sort of extra and you appreciate the rest also, but I, I know what you mean. You know, if I write a song or put some, whatever, something out, you know, I really want to hear what a couple particular people have to say, you know, it's like their, their opinions are the ones that matter a lot. And, you know, sometimes it's a little disappointing when it's not acknowledged by those particular people. Yeah. I mean, in that case, do you, do you ever ask for feedback in that regard? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just with those people. Like I'll send like the work their way. Um, I'm just like super sensitive. Like when it comes to anything I do for some reason, you know, (laughs) I don't know what it is about me. I'm not sure if I'm, if I want praise, do I want like, I don't know what it is. I'm sort of navigating those waters like now, you know, and gradually letting that go and just doing stuff exactly for me, you know, and not worrying about even those particular people. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, just feel I guess sensitive. That's just, that's just trust. Well, yeah, I wonder what you're sensitive about. Because I understand when something is really close to your heart. And I sometimes I feel like things aren't even, if it's super, super new and really raw, it might not even be ready to be shown to anyone. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that could be. It, is there... Uh, you know, with the work you've done, is there such a thing as a perfect project, like a perfect outcome? Have you like looked at a thing you've done and been like, wow, that, that just really couldn't have been any better. To be honest, um, I never thought about that except I think with the one, the one you always call this recent song, I feel Mm -hmm. like it, it reached, it realized itself. I mean, I feel completely happy with that song and that video. And just for that particular creation, I feel 100% happy about that. Mm. Because I feel like everything came together and there's nothing, and I'm sure there's going to be better, like better projects, not even better. I mean, just different. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think that with this project and like this song, you reached a new height with yourself? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm starting to realize what all the ingredients of what makes something work for Mm. myself. I don't know if this, this probably does not apply to other people, but maybe it could. I just know it's more of a, a trusting of my my own inner knowing, but then there's also a bunch of outside factors. It's sort of it's it's really really exciting actually, because you know well you you said I've I've created a lot of things, but at the same time, uh, I feel like this is my first song. <laughs> In a certain sense. Yeah. Be- because just everything. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I know I'm not even speaking right now. It, it's because it's, it's sort of this thing I haven't really shared or talked about. Um, I, I, I did a demo of that song and then I had another producer work on it. And I just feel like, okay, maybe it's, it's, I, I finally trust myself to make the right executive decisions for, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow. And not, and just, and of course there's other people involved all the time, but as the executive, executive producer of everything, I finally trust myself and I think it's taking so long. And this is exciting because it feels like <laughs> a whole new world is opened. Thank you for wow. letting me go on that tangent. 
No, no, I think that is just so awesome. I, I can imagine what you mean. Like, wow, like this just worked. You know, you I, I would imagine you went with your gut, your gut feeling a couple times. And it's like, I knew I was onto something. I knew I knew that this detail meant something to me. And then all of a sudden you get to see the see and hear the final thing. And you're like, yep, this is what I was imagining. There was something in me and this is it. Um, or at least that's what I'm taking away, what, what you're saying. Um, so I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love how you say detail because all those little details come, they are, they're part of the big hole and they do matter. Yeah, I just even that video in particular, The other, I saw a lot of your other videos too, which are great, but just this is the newest one um, that, and I gravitated towards it. Um, yeah, like for, for instance, in your video, um, the one you always call, the, the fake iPad or phone, the big pink thing, like one of the first screens or shots you see is of the, the, the device's screen. And there's a lot of little paper apps. Like, you know, you obviously constructed it yourself. And just even that little detail to me, whether you thought about it a lot or just did it, you know, in the moment, um, I think it just all works. And, and I'm happy that you feel that you're in this new territory of, of being, you know, you in this creative, you're this new creative person to yourself now. And I, and I think that's cool. I think that's a great place that artists and creative people aspire for, you know, that they want that to happen every couple months at least, or uh, every couple of years you find, you feel like you have broken new ground with, with your creations. Yeah. Do do you, do you um, feel a certain tr- trust of of yourself? <laughs> I mean, do you ever have that feeling of when you make some when you you know something should be a certain way, but you don't know why? And that was yeah. kind of two questions. No, no, I I think I believe I do, and I can't really articulate that feeling any better than how we sort of are right now. It's a very elusive feeling you know i can't really i can't really grip it but there's like this sense of direction you know it's like this inertia of creativity that i can't fully explain and i recently um sort of felt that i have a like a few mini records i would call them they're like maybe seven minutes long eight minutes long on soundcloud um that aren't particularly good they really are just eggs that are going to hatch eventually it's just just demo work to me but but they're different genres and now that i can sit back and look at them i think there's like four of them or five i can look back at them and say i i I just feel like a proud father you know i'm just sitting on these eggs and at some point it's gonna hatch into this album so i'm a sort of dreaming up night and day you know whether it's conscious or not dreaming up this work that I hope to create in the next year. And that's that strange inertia of just kind of knowing or sensing direction, you know, and and I, I get the feeling that you feel that too. Yeah. Wow. So, so do you feel like you're going to go back to those songs and revisit them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I didn't really know at the time what I was doing. This is maybe in the last this this year in 2020. I've done all this, but um, I did. I just started doing it, just started recording these ideas and different genre work and mixing colors, if you will. And now I just sort of have these raw materials that I, I want. So, yeah, basically the answer is yes. I want to write a full length album with and I, I haven't said this to many people and I know it's bad luck to sort of say it in, in early, but I really think I'm going to do it. I want to write a full album with all of those component parts, like the best parts of them and um, create a visual component to it also. So it's like just like a long, a very long music video basically, but sort of have it be dramatic and cin- cin- you know have cinematography and like trippy elements to it. Um, so yeah, long story short, I'm sort of, finally manifesting this strange creative inertia into an actual thing. Um, and slowly I'm creeping to like it becoming reality right now. It's still in like the incubation phase, like in my head, but you know, maybe you Mm -hmm. can sense how real it is to me, even though it's just words I'm saying. 
Yeah, definitely. If you continuously chip away at it and keep developing and keep doing it, it will definitely come to life. Are you dreaming up anything currently or do you have anything on the horizon that you're thinking about? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I don't, I, I actually, yes and no at the same time. I mean, something will definitely come to the forefront as the next creation that I need to focus on. But now I'm just going to write songs every day. And also do do acting stuff. But but yeah, now I'm just ready to just write songs and see see what kind of com- what sticks out, you know. Yeah, and th- there's also that period where you, you you know, you just put this video out, it's like a big creation. For for me and other people, maybe for you too, there's there's sort of a little break that um, I give myself sometimes some after I create something like just like a mental break, like, you know, you want to enjoy the creation also, you know, you just put it out. You're, you're getting to enjoy it now. I was just curious if you had any uh, dreams, you know, bouncing around your head at the moment. Uh, I, I suppose I have a lot of dreams as far as the ones that are for creation though. I'm, I want to put out um, uh, an EP I, I guess it could be a full album. I have an EP that I'm going to be done with by in a couple months. I don't know if I've, I don't even know if I've if I have any songs now that will be on it. But now, just yeah, I'm gonna get back to mm-hmm. the writing process. But I know what you mean when giving yourself a little break. But at the same time, I don't know. I I just really find fulfillment in in creating Mm. so i feel like i don't i don't know that i will take any break (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're you're just like a workaholic a creataholic but um but no no because there's a lot of space in between and there's a lot of resting and other Mm. things that aren't aren't work all the time yeah so you're obviously a very complex person, and um, I'm starting to realize I can't capture like an entire person in an hour. So I won't even try. I know like you do acting and stuff, and you know maybe we can do a part two to this. I sort of want to pick your brain a little bit. You're also very, um, I don't know, you're just a down-to-earth person. I sort of want to dig in a little bit. You, you posted a video a while back, um, and the subject was self-talk. And, and the, how important and influential the self-talk you do is. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, that's everything. <laughs> because you're with yourself all the time. And there's constantly thoughts in your head. And uh, just maybe opinions and feelings and everything and so your world view is just shaped by the way you look at things i mean you could disagree but but i i've consciously changed my thoughts and my world view completely and it's now things just get better and better just cuz yeah, it, it it's everything. So if a person tells themselves, I'm ugly, I, I'm not really very good at this, I can't do that. How does that influence their how does that influence their life? I mean, if they are thinking that constantly, they'll make that true for themselves. I mean, I think there 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 has to be kind of a a balance of like you said, like down to earth, kind of a a grounding in reality and an acceptance of the things that maybe you can't change. But but if someone is constantly thinking they're ugly, they're going to believe that. And I don't think anyone's ugly. I mean, 
it's it's just not kind to think that of yourself because it's almost as if 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 you were talking to a friend you wouldn't really say you wouldn't say that Mm. yeah so why would you say that to yourself yeah i think that this quality this is some kind of quality that you have where that how the perspective that you sort of just gave me, you know, you wouldn't say that to your friend. Why say it to yourself? It, you say it to yourself and it eventually manifests in reality. Um, and I think that's a really great quality. And I think that sort of shows you, you show that just being you. And I, and I think that's really cool. It's sort of um, it's a good example, frankly. Um, so I, I know some of your your videos you, you know, you're, you're giving this advice to people and I don't know that people know how um, down to earth or real it is. Do you ever feel criticized by people or, I mean, does anybody criticize you? Um, I'm sure that people have, um, maybe not everyone agrees or something, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really experience people going, you're wrong (laughs) or, uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that they that not everyone agrees all the time. But at the same time, I, I feel like I get mostly positive feedback. But also, okay, back to what you were saying one minute ago. I was just thinking that I know that we don't all we're not always aware of the things that we're thinking, right? So I feel like even that, even though that's what I believe, that it's you want to have like positive nurturing thoughts. I feel like I, sometimes I have really dark thoughts and, but then I have to kind of like talk myself into, into a better place. Mm. And, and, and then that's, that's why those things, you know, those things like meditation and for, for me, chanting, just things that clear, clear your mind and kind of clear away that the really dark parts and put you into alignment. Like that's what you always got to go back to, but okay. But as far as the other thing, I don't know. Do people criticize you? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think so. Not to me. I, you know, every now and then I feel like some phantom behind me or something. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I wonder what people think about me. And every now and then I'll let that sort of boil on the stove. And all of a sudden I think somebody's like, think like, you know, it's like a crazy thought, you know, that I'm not proud of, but um, no, I don't think people do criticize me at least not to my face. Who knows what they're thinking in their head. And at that point, is that even my business? Um, But no, I do just have the fear sometimes that people are silently criticizing me. Uh, So, yeah. Okay. So do you know Gary (laughs) Vee? business entrepreneur guy, but he, he talks a lot about how that oh, wait, what's pay atten- I'm sorry. What's his name again? Gary V. I think I do actually. Yeah, no, I, yes, I do. I mean, yeah, he just says that if you, if you listen to people and all that, it just slows you down and it really doesn't matter. Ultimately, if people are criticizing you or something, for a lot of people, it's it's very hard to get to that point where you just don't care or not don't care because that's a little extreme, but where, you know, you just let it roll off your back, even if it's there. You know, that's that's, I think, really hard for people to get to that point. Yeah, maybe it just takes practice of of keeping going, because I definitely have those days where I'm more like sensitive to critique and whatnot. But then then I just kind of kind of get back to center and move mm. on because ultimately that does slow you down, you know, just yeah. if you're worrying and caring, it's not fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a waste of energy. I mean, you might as well be thinking about like creating or whatever. It's like, why spend your time thinking about people who don't like you, <laughs> even if that's the right. case. Yeah. But also, if your intentions are pure, nothing matters. Nothing else matters. You know, so, sometimes if I mean, I, I forget, I forget some the things that have failed have failed for me in my head 
have been things that my intention was not clear or it wasn't like 100% pure. But when my intention is just to, you know, bring joy or bring inspiration, then, then it doesn't matter how it works out. But to me, it feels successful. Yeah, I, I really like that line of thought where, you know, no matter. So if you try your best and you're pure with what you're doing, you know, what can really hurt your feelings about it? If somebody says they don't mm-hmm. like it or if they say something's wrong with it, it's like, well, you know, I know what it means to me. I know why I did it. Um, that doesn't mean you have to understand, but I understand what, why and for what, you know, I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing. Um, that's a good I think that's a good mode of um, mm-hmm. operation. You posted a, a funny video where you had like a you said that people have called you a tripper and you say, what if in every moment there were a million outcomes for what could happen next? Can, what, you know, what was what's your train of thought with that? I think that's a very interesting thought. I see that there's so many potential outcomes at any given time and moment. And if I, you know, if. If I cons- if I'm thinking about that, it's sort of its own paradox. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, so so I know every cause has an effect and opens a new door. It's exciting and it's fascinating that it could go so many different ways. Like, what if I I could do something right now that could completely change the trajectory of this conversation, and I could potentially. <laughs> ruin it or or make I don't know the opposite of that yeah it's sort of uh it's I think it's just a really fun thought it it bakes it basically is just a description of reality you know that's basically what reality is it's it's all the component parts working together and the outcome having Potential, basically, the the outcome is always potential, um, and uh, I, I just thought that was a really interesting thought that you had uh, offered on Instagram, and uh, it, it was very intriguing. You, especially because you say that people think or have called you a tripper. What does that even mean to be a tripper? Well, a tripper is just someone <laughs> who gets caught up in the discoveries. The just the the vastness and the complexness of of life and trips over just trips on things and and kind of goes down rabbit holes of of thought i mean you know what i think i used to be like that more so than i am now because now now it just seems sort of i guess i like to choose where i focus instead of just you know, daydreaming and. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound like (sighs) such a bad thing to be a tripper. Oh, no, it's not. It's not a bad thing. I think it's great to, to think about things. And I know that you have this, obviously, otherwise you wouldn't have this podcast and you wouldn't be asking such questions. You're a tripper to a certain extent. (laughs) I take it as a compliment. Oh yeah, definitely. Just to be able to think about things on so many levels. Yeah, I, I think you, oh, you described that very nicely. I think what a tripper is, somebody who sort of notices the complexity of the world around them and questions or wonders about particular aspects and does it, and, and maybe tears apart an assumption about something and asks a question that isn't always asked. I mean, you didn't say that exactly, but that's sort of my impression of what you mean. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a, a very interesting quality. Ooh, I like that. Asks a question. So let me ask you a strange, well, it's not a very, it's not a very strange question, but I think it's sort of interesting. Um, I want you to engage your imagination for a moment. Can you invent a fruit for me? You know, what does it look like? How does it taste? What does it feel like? Could you create a fruit for me? Sure. Have you done this before? Never. First time. Okay. So this 
is called Synergy. And it's sort of this blue fruit that almost looks like... Uh, what are those? Uh, like a squash. Okay, it's kind of like a squash as in it has a bulbous bottom. And then it has a top that that is thinner and gets thinner and thinner and thinner as it goes up. And you peel it like a banana from the top. <laughs> okay. So inside is, it's tart and really, really, really juicy and sweet. Tart, sweet, kind of like cranberry juice, but it's it, the taste is not like cranberry juice. That's um, the juice of it. And did you just invent that? Yeah. That's so funny. The way you talk about it, it's, it's like you have one right in your hand. Well, I was picturing it in my head. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I figured it's, it's very obvious to me that you have, um, you have a very big imagination. Like that's one of the things that's very noticeable about you when you listen to your stuff, when you see your work. Um, and I, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm excited to see what you do in your life. You know, you're still, you're still young. How old are you, by the way? What year were you born? I was born in 1989. Okay, so, yeah. so was I. So I'm 31. Yeah. But thanks for saying I have a imagination. That actually means yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's just noticeable. I think it's a really special part of you. Um, and I hope I hope you just keep creating. The world would be deprived if you just some someday stopped. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone can cultivate their imagination. Because little kids have it. Every single little kid has it. And then, you know, some adults kind of think they grow out of it. But there's so many things you can do to develop your imagination. Do you, do you feel like you, you have an imagination, a strong one? Yeah, I, I think I do. I think... Um... I you you had said something earlier about this un, this feeling of having this limitless uh, potential. Basically, you you said something to that effect, and I kind of feel like that too. That you know, there it, it can just go forever. Like you know, put me in a, a room, give me a pencil and paper, and I can come up with something. Not I don't know that it's good, but I just have this sense that you know, I can make something if I feel like it. And I, and I wonder if I take that for granted, like maybe not everybody feels that way. Yeah. Well, that's so great that you have that. I mean, I think I have, that's just how I feel. I don't know that it's actually a real ability, but, but it feels like I have that potential. Well, you definitely have it. Well, it's kind of you to say, uh, Barry Rose, I have just, um, two more questions for you. I, I thank you for your, um, your honesty and your, 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 your mind for sharing your mind with me. Um, here's a question. Suppose you're on your deathbed and it's just known that you have five minutes left to live. What, what would you like to say and who would you say it to? Well, do I, am I saying it to anyone who's around or do I get to pick who's there? You could pick who's there, just like, in, you know, any, whatever, whatever you want to be the case is the case. Okay, well, something I recently learned and just figured out, I feel like maybe recently, but um, find the joy, find more joy and find more playfulness. I would just say to anyone who's listening. <laughs> And what's the value of that statement? So find more joy and be more playful. What's the value of that? Because I feel like the key to creativity is allowing yourself to be able to play, which is just kind of a flexible state of mind where you're open to things that come into your head and your body. So it's just allow it, allowing yourself to act access that it just feels like the key to everything 
at least in my experience. Well, it's beautiful uh, advice. I think that's a great thing to say to people. So I, I have one more question for you. Barry Rose, you can answer this any way you like. Okay. Who are you? I am evolving every day into um, <laughs> I'll find out. I'll find out who that is. <laughs>